eagles should show their claws, though dying. From the saga of Olaf Haraldsson. Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and we're starting off a new week with a look at some persistent myths about a people we haven't really ever talked about here before. Let's get the facts straight about those marauders from the north, the Vikings. First, a little background. What historians refer to as the Viking Age lasted from the first recorded raid into Britain in 793 AD to around the time of the Norman conquest of England in 1066. The term Viking comes from the Old Norse word for pirate, but can also refer to any overseas expedition, not just piracy. They reached the Americas hundreds of years before Columbus and traveled as far east as Russia and as far south as Baghdad. Both historical research and archaeology has given us much information about the Vikings, yet many colorful myths persist. Let's debunk a few. Myth number one, they didn't wear horned helmets. One of the first things you think of when you hear the word Viking is the iconic horned helmet. And it's a cool and fearsome image to be sure, but it's wrong nonetheless. There has never been a horned helmet found at any Viking archaeological site, and contemporary accounts of Viking raids, which could be quite detailed, never mention them. The first time they're depicted with the legendary headgear is in a Wagner opera from 1876, 800 years after their heyday. Plus, from a military standpoint, a horned helmet would be impractical in battle for any number of reasons. Myth number two they did not burn their dead in ships. The idea of the so-called Viking funeral is probably second only to the horned helmet in terms of our image of them. But this one's a myth as well. As with all European cultures prior to their conversion to Christianity, Vikings could be buried or cremated, either one. And in both cases, personal possessions such as weapons or tools could be buried or burned with them. When burial was the method, There are instances of high-ranking persons, and typically only high-ranking persons, being buried in a ship. But the ships were not burned. When you think about it logically, this makes perfect sense. Then, as now, ships were costly and time-consuming to build. You wouldn't throw all that away by setting one on fire and pushing it out to sea every time someone died. Myth number three, and on this one, I'm only going to be touching the tip of the iceberg. Norse mythology, the beliefs of the Vikings, was not like the myths from all pagan cultures. When people talk about mythology, at least in the West, they tend to lump Greek, Roman, and Norse mythology together in one big group, with a lot less time given to the Norse gods than those of Greece and Rome. Norse mythology has gotten more attention in recent years thanks to a popular book by Neil Gaiman and the depiction of Thor, Loki, and Odin in the Marvel films. And the depiction of Thor as a protector of humanity and Loki as a shape-shifting trickster in the films 
is true to the myths. But unlike the Greek and Roman myths, the Norse gods are a lot more like us. They get hungry, they get tired, and most importantly, they can die. Unlike the Roman and Greek myths, which depict no end time scenario, Norse mythology ends with Ragnarok, the final battle. In the Roman and Greek myths, a person's place in the afterlife was largely determined by how virtuous a life they lived. For the Vikings, Valhalla, the hall of slain warriors, is only open to warriors slain in battle. And even those warriors, and Odin who presides over Valhalla, will meet their final end at Ragnarok. Life in Scandinavia in the 9th and 10th centuries was cold and hard, and their myths reflect that. In spite of the impression that's given a lot of the time, the Vikings were never a unified empire. Now they're typically referred to in much the same way as Romans or Persians of antiquity, but there was never a central Viking government or empire. Norse people shared a common culture and mythology and spoke similar languages, but their governance was much more local, based on family and tribal bonds. It was the similarity of both their culture and their military tactics that gave the impression, especially to the peoples who lived in terror of them for centuries, that they were part of a single organized state. Our final myth about the Vikings today is that they were all raiding savages. They weren't. While best known for their raiding parties, not all Norse were raiders. As with any culture, there were farmers, artisans, craftsmen, and traders, especially traders. Part of the reason for Viking raids was to open up new trade routes through the areas they attacked. And in addition, their attacks on monasteries, which were frequent, were not simply a case of their hatred of Christianity, as is often depicted by the church. Monasteries were simply some of the richest sites of the era, and were usually very lightly defended. You go where the plunder is, no matter what god is worshipped there. So that's five myths about the Vikings debunked. The hardest one for me to process will definitely be the horned helmet myth, but then my high school mascot was, you guessed it, a Viking. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.